This week on Invasion of the Podcast, we look back on the year 2016. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we're taking over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul. Let's get outraged about different genders and things. Stedman. And to my left, as always, is Joe. Holy shit, people died. Peters. Yeah. Was that that's really it? 20, that's it. We're, we're done with the show. That's that tw- it. That was that 2016 summed up. That's, I, not not summed up, but that's what it kind of feels like. So, um, yeah, uh, this is our, our big uh, kind of year in review. Uh <laughs> I was, I was telling Joe before we sat down to record this that I feel like our um, our scope is very limited in terms of like the things that we actually because we look back at all the things that like we watched movies we played video games and that's plural but only plural barely, barely it's like plural. it just feels like yeah. Yeah. it's like I played like what games did you play I'm like I don't I don't play a lot yeah <laughs> like, so I bought I bought like two three games and then I was good for the whole year right so uh, <clears throat> I think this is the year that we're grown ups that's what happened no could be or we're just bad consumers considering <laughs> that people like, mass consume stuff that's true uh, so we're just going to kind of look back on just the like I have some basic questions and we're going to also review uh, questions I asked Joe last year for predictions for 2016 so I have some questions for him for 2017 Ooh. and then we're also going to go over Joe Stradamus Joe Stradamus we're going to go over uh, our energy resolutions we're going to see where we came up with with them and then we're going to make some new ones so a little a little different format um, we do have some news so I guess we'll just get we'll just do news like normally everyone it's not really good news. yeah i was gonna say i feel like we need to start finding uh a bad news everyone tag for the end of that when certain things happen hooray hooray denied that's better i mean i I guess it's not really news but i felt like we did need to talk about it because it was in the news because carrie fisher passed away um which uh was a big deal for a lot of people more people than i thought uh, you know, based on the internet reactions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, it's it's worth just um, it's worth noting just because well, not only because uh, Carrie Fisher and she's a Star Wars and that's important. Uh, it is very the timing of it. I mean, you can't ask for someone like, hey, could you not not pass away while a movie's in the theater? Uh, you know, but we just had Steve on the show talk about his experience at, at uh, celebration, and he met. Carrie Fisher and it's like so my heart goes out to him because it's like you physically made a con you know a connection with somebody you had a wonderful experience you got to meet somebody that's important to you and then we were just having this fun conversation about how she had to be kept away from the fans because who knows what was going to happen and then she's gone and it's yeah. like that's that's sad um you know and Star Wars isn't is important to us more important to Joe uh and and Steve than myself but I'm more bummed that like someone who had such a, a, a rough road of a life at times um, got through it and it, it did not make any did not uh, apologize for 
like the decisions it's just that she's like it happened here's what i dealt with i'm moving forward yeah. and she's done so much more than princess leia like good on her like she she had she didn't just hang on to that one thing and that was it mm-hmm. so she like we were talking before uh before we started recording like she was a a really well-known script doctor in yeah, hollywood she did for, a lot of script doctoring in hollywood i, I can't like I know a lot of Disney stuff too, actually. Like and certain, like was uh, it Hook? She did. She did Hook. Um, Sister Act, I guess. Sister, she also Sister Act. I, yeah, I've I've read that. Um, she but, tried helping the prequels. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually worked on uh, Lucas's prequels. Surprisingly enough, um, maybe not enough, but <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what input uh, she had. I'm like, I I, I find it interesting. It was just all of Jar Jar's dialogue. <laughs> I find it interesting that it's like. If she did script doctor some of the prequels or at least have like some input on them, it's like at what point was Lucas like, okay, so here's your 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 character's mother and father and how they meet. Where <laughs> she just like, that's not how human beings interact with that. I want to think like she worked all these notes out and had like some dialogue and he just like spilled a coffee on it by accident. He's like, oh, oh yeah, I'll Carrie, get to- oh no, Carrie, oh. you just have to email that to me. Yeah, oh, oh the movie's already out. <laughs> um, no, but. I, I the like and and you know being an icon as Princess Leia uh, is, is definitely what's kind of like put her you know into the 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 spotlight right now and the other thing too is, is I mean she was so young she was sixty years old yeah um, and I think that's the big shocker like we talked about it before uh, before the podcast there's plenty of people out there um, that when they go it's not going to be like oh my god. You know, it's going to be sad, but it's not going to be as impactful. Earlier deaths are always so much more impactful and, and such a surprise. I mean, you've, you've got other cast members uh, that are a lot older than her that are still kicking around in the Star Wars universe. Um, James Earl Jones is still recording stuff as Darth Vader. Yeah, like Peter so, Mayhew was just devastated. Like yeah. he's been around, like been in. Uh, but the, the reason, and not to not to to get bitter old man here with this. Um, I, I'm frustrated, not at the loss of Carrie Fisher. That is sad, and I'm not going to take anything away from it. What I am frustrated with, and I and I'm this starts off my 2016 rant of everyone's like, oh, 2016, you could go away now. You've killed so many people. One, 2016 is just a rotation around the sun, uh, and we we determined what this year is. It doesn't matter yeah. when this actually happens. And and two, it's like they. <laughs> People like these are things we love. These are from a lot of creators that were born in the mid night, like the mid twentieth century. What they're going to go? People are going to a pass of, away. A lot of people's time is coming up, and the people that are coming up are people that have been in a I don't want to say a Hollywood spotlight, but definitely a celebrity light that have that it's been in a bigger light than any other generation. Yeah, because the technology you know? and access is the like. We like you come into the 30s and 40s where uh, there's still documentation of people being young and productive going forward that you can access. Like I could bring up a Charlie Chaplin film right now and be like, oh, I'm sad he's gone. He died like the year before I was born, but I can still be sad that he's gone. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like 1977. You're the worst year ever. You know, like I just I I get that this is going to be a cascading effect. The further we go into the 21st century, just because the think about how popular movies and everything and just music and everything you know, got yeah. the, the further you went because there's the more access to it and the bigger these names got right and also the multiple of these names right so i mean like i just use charlie chaplin as an example like joe can you name any other like famous comedy silent film actors 
Uh, well, like like Rodney Dangerfield, not silent. <laughs> no, but like Rodney. Yeah. Da- you said comedy, like Rodney Dangerfield, Sam Kinison, like you know, uh, Mitch Hedberg. Uh, just comedians that have died that were very influential in, in, in comedy. You know what happens when we start to lose Jerry Seinfeld? Well, yeah, I just it's I mean, like people lose their minds, but yeah. like you know these. These other people were pioneers just as much as Seinfeld was, you know, because Seinfeld had a syndicated show and it was definitely, uh, you know, spread out. I don't want to say he's more popular than them, but like, you know, you you lose a lot of people that, you know, have done a lot and and, and are pioneers. And it's like, I guess now it seems like it depends on the era and and, and how how big of a deal it is. Yeah. So. I'm just getting a little sour. Like I, I know with with Carrie Fisher going away, that was that was unfortunate. Her her mom passing shortly thereafter was really unfortunate, just because of the the timing and the stress and everything. Uh, and then like just a couple days before that, George Michael like you know passed away. That was another young one too. Yeah. And it's like that's like you know that all that's all terrible. I know this time last year, what was it? Uh, wasn't it around this time that Lemmy from Motorhead just like up and passed away, and we had some other people that we no, lost. Lemmy was, was like the middle of the year. Oh, it was the middle of the year. See. There's been so much, but There's same been time, a lot. it would. Th- Lemmy th- was like right around when Bowie died. Yeah, so I mean, like that's. Uh- <laughs> There's there's so much out there now that we're going to lose it, and that and that's the truth, and that's it's not sad. It is just what it is. That that's not going to stop you from putting an episode four and still enjoying Carrie Fisher, and and also Alec Guinness has been dead for years. People don't seem to be as upset yeah. about that now. You know when but, Alec when Alec Guinness died, it it wasn't it wasn't. I mean, we didn't have social media. To, yeah. to have an outlet for things like that, and I think social media nowadays is definitely a huge outlet that that stokes that fire when people pass away. Yeah, so I just, I guess it's just, um, the things that you love are still there. You'll still be able to appreciate them. Uh, it's unfortunate that some of these artists and creators are not able to make things past that point. Uh, again, that's going to be, that's just what happens. Like, um, you know, there will, there will be a day next week sometime when we stop making this show uh, that, you know, for what it is, I enjoy doing this, but there's going to be a time where it stops, you know, and people are going to, I don't think people are going to be looking back and being like, man, that Paul Stebbin, I wish he made more rambling comments and badly <laughs> pressed audio buttons, but still output, output finishes and you find something else. I'm sure that just as much as you're sad about Carrie Fisher going away, you're probably still turning around being like, did you see that Blade Runner trailer? It has Harrison Ford in it. It's like, and then he's going to eventually do something with an airplane or something and go away. Cause that's what's, I have a feeling it's going to be pot related and airplane related. That's just going to take him out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It seems like it seems to be what's going on. I don't know. I had high hopes after, uh, they said that Carrie Fisher was stabilized because I was like, um, uh, Harrison Ford, when he crashed that plane, I was just like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then he was okay. And you're just like, wow. I'm like, Harrison Ford pulled through. I thought Carrie Fisher. Then the door fell on him. Like it broke his leg. It's just like star Wars is trying to kill Harrison Ford. So anyway, sad that she's gone. Want to take a moment. I don't want to make the Star Wars back to back to back episodes, but um, worth mentioning. Just everybody, just take a deep breath, like you know, and love the things that you love, and they're important to you, and they're going to stay important to you. Like um, someone I saw commented that they said, "Oh, Snape, uh, Wonka, and Leia are all gone. They're not gone. They're still there. Yeah. The actors that portrayed them are not there right now, but." And this, we've had three Jokers in recent memory, you know, like it's, it's okay. Like, you know, there, there's going to be something else that we'll be sad about and something else we'll be happy about. It's, you know, and I know the, the people that are important to me, like whenever Stephen King leaves this world, I'll be sad. I know that he'll probably have 50 books that have not been published yet, but I'll still be sad about it. When John Cleese goes away, that's going to be a sad day. Mm. You know, then these are things though, that it's just going to happen, you know? So I don't know. It just feels like this feels like a very special episode of Invasion of the Podcast where they tell people that puppy's not coming back. 
you know? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people nowadays aren't used to that puppy not coming back. I think there's a lot of, uh, like, not, I don't know, like, there's, I feel like it's getting harder and harder for some people to deal with negative feelings. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, anyway, uh, enough about that. Uh, Alien Covenant trailer. Ooh, yeah. Mention that real quick. Going from from uh, you know a, a death to multiple deaths in that trailer. I don't know. They might just kill one people in that movie. They might, might kill just one people. One people. Yeah. Uh, not that shower scene. Someone clearly didn't make it out of that one. So there's a red band trailer up for maybe, Alien Covenant. Maybe he just left something. In the shower. <laughs> he's like, I just this is my he's razor. Like, yeah. He's like, like oh, I, I just, know I, you guys are busy doing guy like you know getting it on. I'm just gonna grab this and go. Oh, and I just I just dropped this whole jar of cranberry sauce all over. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> was that cranberry? Sauce? I don't know what it was. It was just like just whatever it was happened to that girl. It was bad. Uh, Red Band trailer came out Christmas Day. Um, it it looks good. I want this to be good. I want this to be really good. Yeah, and, I, I, and Joe, you texted me. You're like, did you see it? And I'm like, yeah. The Prometheus trailer was really good too. Yeah. And well, I think uh, you can appreciate like how I feel about a lot of stuff because like you know things have come out where it's just like oh they're doing a you know Ghostbusters remake or they're doing a remake of this or how do you feel about Rogue One coming out and it's like. I'm excited and it looks cool, but I'm not going to get too excited. You know yeah, what I mean? And that's kind of how, feel, how yeah. you feel about Alien. And it's because you want it to be good, but you don't want to make yourself believe it's good before you actually see it. And that's how I feel about a lot of stuff nowadays. And I, I do feel like that um, my my hype, my internal hype for Prometheus got the better of me going into that movie. So... I hope it's good. Um, this this will tie into my nerd year resolution later. But yeah, that's uh, I, I hope it's good. Um, that's all I can say is just cross my fingers and and hope that's still because you still got a spaceship, you still have xenomorphs, but I feel like there's something more going on with that because you saw Michael Fassbender's character in like a room of white, like it's some kind of weird like 2001 you know thing going on there. I'm cool with that being if they actually kind of get. I don't need the, the xenomorphs explained to me, but. If you set up the whole idea in Prometheus that these engineers have these weapon uh, stashes all over the place, like experimental weapon areas, then are we going to learn more about them, or is this just going to be just a straight up alien movie? Yeah. Uh, and see, Dan McBride, this kind of like, and he's he's supposed to be very serious in this movie, but I just can't help but see Kenny Powers flying a spaceship. Yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see uh, Danny McBride in like a serious horror role, which is cool. Um, God, who else is in that? Somebody else is in that besides Danny McBride. I yeah, there was I, I uh, other than uh, Magneto. I can't remember off the top of my head. Damn. Yeah. So it, it's a good trailer. It definitely makes you interested. Uh, Ridley Scott knows to shoot how to shoot the hell out of something. It's beautiful. Like it's it looks like there's so much money on the screen, and it looks really, really, really good. So uh, here's hoping. That's my hope for 2017. Is that Alien Covenant's awesome? Yeah, I hope that it's awesome too. Uh, I'll go see it. For yeah, sure. I will too. Um, any other any other news? You know, the big news? No, no not right. really. Okay. Um, Did oh. somebody else die while we're talking? Because I'm sure there's social media. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, so like that reminds me. Do you remember that episode of Thirty Rock where uh, Jenna's character was rumored to be dead, <coughs> and they spun it as in to be like a PR thing where it's like that was this whole thing where they did it in, in, in memory of Jenna. And she, yeah, they, I remember that episode. That the, the reason I bring this up because there's a bit where she's at the Kids' Choice Awards and they say those we lost this year, and there's all these kids in the audience and it said uh, like there's some kind of bear cartoon like Rusty Bear and it's like oh we lost Rusty Bear and everyone's like clapping really really hard, and then it, the next thing is 
the guy who animated Rusty Bear for like 30 years and everyone's kind of slowly clapped because they didn't know who he was. Yeah. But they knew the cartoon character. Right. That's how I feel about this right now. Everyone's uh, like, oh, oh. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's it for sad, depressing news. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. We got more to talk about about 2017. Or no, no, that's not yet. 2016. Yeah, we're predicting the future. And now for our feature presentation. Write these numbers down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I figured this would be better. Just kind of like like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, how much media. I feel like I've absorbed a lot of media this year, but I look back to like the movies I watched. It's not many in yeah. terms of like big releases. Like we talked last year. Um, I think even uh, towards the beginning of this year, we did like our Oscar predictions. Yeah, I don't think I watched any of those movies, even though I was predicting. I'm really bad win. about watching the Oscar movies. <sighs> yeah, and like every time I like they pop up, I'm just like, I think this person should win it, <laughs> even though I have no basis. <laughs> I just be like, yeah, like like Emily Blunt's got a really nice hairstyle in that movie. Yeah, um, I liked her in Edge of Tomorrow. Sure, she yeah. should win. Yep. Um, so. I figured it'd be better to kind of go through and just ask some questions about things that we like, you know, kind of general, not as in like, give me your top five movies of the year. I'm not going to do that because I could probably name four movies. I yeah, just, uh, it's, there's, yeah, it's, it's tough because I mean, this was also the year that I was trying to watch all the CW shows at the same time. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was trying to watch a uh, crazy ex-girlfriend. I was trying to watch all this TV and get caught up. Well, I stuff did that. And, I did that too. I believe at the beginning of 2016, I was not really versed with the the CW superhero shows, and I'm pretty well versed in it now. So. Yeah, so I mean, you, but it's it's a lot to take on. It right? is a lot so. to take on, and then they added more. <laughs> they did, and I'm just like, no, now you guys are asking for it. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> no, I feel like I just was like, kind of like, oh yeah, I kind of like this uh, this pie. This is really good. Well, well I, we baked these muffins too, and we also made some cake for you. I'm like, I don't know if you like this. There's gonna be it's this like, crossover event between the cake yeah, and, the, and the muffins. The cake, like, I don't know. It's a it's a a make a make a yeah make? A God, here's some puffins i know those are birds but whatever right yeah. so uh, it's how yeah you're i felt like i was watching a lot of tv and just trying to get caught up on things yeah. And, and yeah so um all right so we'll just start off right here so uh favorite superhero movie because we watched a number of them that's the one thing that we were kind of consistently in the theater for what was your favorite superhero movie um i kind of had two but i'm gonna go with civil war okay uh like I love what the Russos do with like the uh, the superhero movies, the, the Winter Soldier. I thought the Civil War was a good uh, um, attempt at the Russos doing somewhat of an Avengers type thing. So it gave you a flair for like Infinity War. Uh, it's also like one of the biggest events that uh, Marvel has ever done. So it was fun to see that on the big screen. Um, you know, you had a really good mashup of characters more than you have in the Avengers. So it kind of gave you <clears throat> that. Uh, culmination of like watching all these years of movies with these characters that you know and then they come together and you're like even though Ant-Man's only there for like eight minutes you're just like ah, oh, I saw Ant-Man I know why I know who he is his backstory I know why he's there and it was fun and then of course we finally got Spider-Man that was kind of like the Christmas present of Civil War and Black Panther like that was that's the other he's the other big surprise too because they handled him so well and you actually got a sense of that character like it, it didn't have to be an origin story yeah I like that too that you got those two characters without an origin story. Yeah. So Civil War for me was my best su superhero movie of the year. Mine is Deadpool. And I'm going to say right now that that's <laughs> like it's my favorite favorite movie of the year just because there was so much on the line for them to get it right. Mm -hmm. And if they would have screwed up Deadpool again, Fox would have had nothing. You know, So yeah. I feel like, because I watched it again last night, um, still makes me laugh out loud watching it every time just because the humor is so spot on. 
and I, Marvel Disney could not put out that movie. No. So you know, hats off to to Fox for giving them, even though they slashed their budget to get them the R rating. Yeah. That that is like that. I feel like that was the best translation of a character to the screen this year and also for people that may have just seen Deadpool in passing in terms of like t-shirts and and buttons and everything if you did not know a thing about this character going in other than he was foul-mouthed and like killed everybody that's all you would need to know and the movie would give you everything else right I felt like the Deadpool definitely did stay true to the character in a sense because it gave people who because like if you if you ask somebody be like well what exactly who is Deadpool and and, and you can't really describe him very well other than saying oh he's a mercenary who can regenerate and he's got a foul mouth and it's like okay well that doesn't really tell me a whole lot but then when you kind of like actually uh, watch the movie you get you get a really good feel for the character and and a lot of a lot of credit has to go to Ryan Reynolds for that because he really nails that character spot on and and from the get-go even before like when they had him in uh what is it the wolverine when he played wade wilson in the yeah. wolverine um you know he had already had the beginnings of that and he got the character uh and he was a driving force behind the movie so yeah because unfortunately even though the wolverine's not the wolverine uh, x-men origins wolverine um that's because the wolverine's actually the one with uh that's over japan oh yeah. that's the second one yeah Sorry. which actually isn't that bad of a movie but um it was better in the first one yeah. x-men origins was was not good but the first time you saw wade wilson it was actually kind of awesome and then they screwed it up you right know? well but, yeah because he starts off he's he's cracking jokes he's being a smart ass so. not even looking at the room where he's swinging his guitars around like deflecting all the bullets and it was like that was awesome where he was like like lazy doing it that was that was ryan reynolds being awesome being wade wade wilson mm-hmm. and then uh with deadpool though it's just like i feel like like the civil war is you know that was a better film and I, there's a lot there I loved about it, but I think Deadpool was just that. That's the one. If you screw that up, you can't come back to that ever again. You know, so that's like, and Fox. That's probably the, like the one, the one ace up their sleeve right now, saying, "Hey guys, we can handle comic book properties good too." Yeah. You know, so as and, as their X Men franchise slowly starts to fall apart again. Yeah. Because all the actors are like, "Eh, we don't know if we're going to swing around for this." So it's like, let's reboot some more. Well, you saw Apocalypse. I've not seen it yet. <clears throat> Apocalypse wasn't bad, but it was no first class. Yeah. Like first class is the gem out of all of those, and like, uh, Days of Future Past was okay, and Apocalypse was okay. Okay. I, just, I I'll get to it eventually. I just I after your kind of lukewarm treatment of it, and then how everybody else is kind of lukewarm. I just didn't get to it. Yeah. Um. So all right. Um. Biggest disappointment. If you want to use a movie, biggest video game. disappointment. Uh. I mean, I think this is kind of obvious. Is Batman versus Superman? Yeah. Um. I also threw in there the OA, which I watched recently <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, and that That's one the Netflix series. I have not watched yet. I want we- to. I want to watch it and talk about it on the show we'll, with Joe. We'll probably. I want to do like a whole cast on it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I have never been so passionately angry about a TV show that I've watched, <laughs> um, and I hate watched it because I got to like the third episode and almost gave up on it. But I was like, no, I'm not going to be that guy who doesn't know what he's talking about when he's angry about something. So uh, you'll find out more about that. The, the show's really it came out the 16th of December, so it's it's pretty young. Uh, and then uh, Batman versus Superman was the biggest disappointment for me. Um, you know, as much as we talk about how we, we 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 poke at DC a lot and we're very pro Marvel, I want to like DC stuff, and I feel like that Warner Brothers and uh, DC Comics really just is not giving the the DC franchise in the movie industry the respect that it deserves. And I don't know where the ball is getting dropped. I don't know yeah. if it's like somewhere in the hierarchy of executive producers, producers. I don't know if it's the writing staff. 
Honestly, I really don't think Zack Schneider does that bad of a job. I mean, he's an action director. That's what you want. I mean, you know, if you're going to compare apples to oranges with him and Josh Whedon running Avengers, you know, Whedon's very good at, um, I think, dialogue and storytelling, uh, but he has a vision, whereas I feel like Zack Schneider has more of a fun time with stuff, yeah. and, which is fine for a comic book movie. You want that. But then you really need to have a backbone that's based around a good story. And I feel like that Batman versus Superman, especially the way that they introduced it, it's like I I felt like the executives were like, we're going to do Superman the sequel. Let's start bringing in the rest of the DC universe. And we got to have Batman in there. So we got to get Batman going right away. We can't start a Batman solo movie right away. So let's let's mash them up. Let's do Batman versus Superman, which seemed a little out of context for me when it came to trying to grow the DC universe to have them start fighting right away. Yeah. Um, so I hated that. And just some of the, you know, the Martha stuff and like, I don't know, it just, you know, Wonder Woman got thrown in there in the mix, like, uh, like completely. With a really sweet guitar riff. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> the guitar riff does pretty cool. I mean, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go see Wonder Woman just for the guitar riff. I'm be yeah. like, why, why didn't you do it? Like, um, so that, that's like, I, biggest disappointment in the sense that DC has not been able to handle a, a franchise, like not properly is not the right word, but they're, they're trying to create an extended universe and they've, they've stumbled out of the gate with this. And I feel like Suicide Squad's almost sadder because you already had a good blueprint with Guardians of the Galaxy and you still screwed it up. Like you, you had your, your uh, group of a-holes, you know, that could have been, that could have been fun and there was fun moments, but the fact that it's like, they just they just they they shit the bed on that one too. That one that, that one's more disappointing to me because I don't that know. was supposed I, to be the fun one and that one didn't even that wasn't even that much fun. I enjoyed Suicide Squad a lot more than Batman vs Superman. You're right. I'll give you that. It, but I just <clears throat> even from the beginning of when this was announced, I just was kind of like, I don't know how this is going to work. And then every trailer for Batman Superman just kept making it feel worse and worse to me, you know. And it just it's and you're right that's this disappointment for me my biggest disappointment though is uh it's it's tied i didn't want to do this but one is warcraft just mm. because i love that world of warcraft and i warcraft I, was disappointing and it looked good and there's good moments to it but something about it just feels very like dead on arrival yeah. and it's unfortunate because i'll go back and watch it again at some point but it was just the most like restless, listless time in the theater watching a movie that I'm supposed to be excited about. Yeah. Um, and then Zoolander 2 is the other one I'm going to throw in there because... <laughs> Ironically, like, no, I was going to bring up Zoolander 2 just because I know you saw it when you went and saw Deadpool. Yeah, like I was saw Deadpool first, Zoolander 2 right after. Um, kind of wish that would have been flipped. Kind of wish I didn't see Zoolander 2 at all. Like It was like you go from Deadpool, which was this really good high of comedy, yeah. to Zoolander 2, which is just... Uh, is it a thought experiment? I don't know what happened there. It was just not good. It just—it's it, unfortunate because <laughs> the original Zoolander grew on me, and it's actually a really funny movie. And this one, there's again moments that are okay, like friend Billy Zane, you know, that, bringing him his mail. Yeah, I wish Billy Zane would bring me my mail. And then having um, uh, what's his face, the other character, um, uh, the other uh, Hansel, Hansel, his whole like group family thing. Yeah, that was actually a pretty funny plot. Or and then his, just seeing Jack Bauer part of that yeah. too, and it was like it was funny. <laughs> he talks to them as a group. He's like, yeah. "Oh, orgy, no orgy, don't go." <laughs> and it's like, but the whole thing just didn't it didn't come together for me. So that's that there. That's it. So um, biggest surprise, biggest surprise was Deadpool for me. Okay, um, I I thought Deadpool was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. Like after I. 
after I left the theater, I went and saw it twice. And after the afterwards, I was like, wow. I'm like, they. This is probably in the top three best super superhero movies ever for me in terms of transitioning a character onto the screen. Like I, I enjoyed Civil War more um, because of the ensemble and the story, but. Um, you know, compared to like all these other movies where they launch a character, uh, like even like, you know, I hate to use Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was good. Yeah. But did they nail Doctor Strange perfectly the way that they nailed Deadpool perfectly? You know, it, the tone and everything. I mean, it was a fun movie to watch. It was a very simple revenge story. You know, it didn't get very convoluted. Um, and it basically was just an hour and 45 minutes, I think. Yeah, of, it was pretty fast. Of Ryan Reynolds just playing Deadpool. And like, that's one of the things I know, at least with Deadpool's comics, it's like there's not a very intricate plot and stuff just jumps from joke to joke to joke. And that's why it's fun to read. So that's why it was really fun to watch. I was surprised that like it was an R-rated movie and it did so damn well that, you know, it, it makes me a little scared for the sequel because I know like anytime like these executives in these movie uh, people like they get like a, you know, a golden, a golden goose. They're just like, Oh my God, what can we do with this now? Yeah. So, well, and that they, then they handled like Colossus actually really well. Like Way Colossus, better than any, yeah, he, he felt so much more like the comic book character Colossus where he's just a good guy. Yeah. And it was just like, come on, you're better than this here. Have a protein bar. Like it yeah. just felt very Colossus. It did. That was and, the best Colossus ever. Like he, yeah. that was the best X-Men character probably better than than any of a lot of the other x-men's i mean like you know you've hugh jackman is always going to be the cream of the crop as wolverine but like you know you've got even uh like famka jansen playing uh gene gray it's like you know that it was it was fine but that colossus even though he was all cg it was just like that's exactly how i imagined colossus like they they had the accent i've 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 complain numerous times about like Halle Berry makes all this money she can't rock a, a South African accent to play yeah. uh, the storm you know it's like you're you're a, an Oscar winning actress and yeah. I, I will give I will give Vinnie Jones credit for being the juggernaut but being Vinnie Jones is the juggernaut like yeah. he was fun but he, he was still Vinnie Jones but it's like but the, yeah. yeah but the casting on that was just like type not typecasting but it was just like like let's cast the juggernauts Vinnie Jones and be like yeah well Vinnie Jones kind of is the juggernaut and then like and what about Alan Page's uh as uh um, kitty, kitty pride that was a good cast i yeah. think so but, yeah. but you're right like you think of like god like, even uh what's his name uh it took me a while to warm up to to uh what's his name to play magneto oh um uh, <laughs> ian mckellen yeah, yeah ian mckellen <laughs> like uh, when yeah. i was at first i was just like i get it like the silver hair but that i don't know it's just something about him as a magneto and i never really liked fastbender as magneto Oh really? Yeah. I I could watch a two hour movie of him going and just hunting Nazis. Oh, I could definitely watch that. It, it just happens that he has mind powers that throws knives at him. Like I could watch, yeah. like it, it, just take out Magneto. Just call it Michael Fassbender kills Nazis. I would watch that. Like it'd be great. But yeah, um, I'd have to put you know Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart. Uh, trying to think of the other X Men that are out there. Well, um, what about what about Frazier as Beast? That's a pretty good cast. That actually. was actually a pretty yeah, good cast. That's a good cast, yeah. too. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, anyway. I'm going to get so. too far into the X-Men. But that was the biggest <laughs> surprise for me was how well Deadpool did. I didn't think it was going to do bad, but I didn't think it was going to be in like the top like five movies of 2016. Yeah. So, for me, biggest surprise, just in terms of how much I enjoyed it, and I had, I had, uh, I was anxious about it, was Ghostbusters. Like, just because, and all the negativity around it because of people that are butthurt about the idea that. People can be different in a movie, and also a different movie can exist. Whatever, like it's just that I 
I know we're not going to be past it because it seems like there's all these buttons that people want to press to be upset about everything now. Like, I'm sorry, you should be more upset that Topher Grace was Venom than yes. than an all female uh, Ghostbusters. God, yeah. And I don't think that's Topher Grace's fault. I think that was the fault of Sony pushing them it to was, have a mirror yeah. Peter Parker, and you didn't need that. You just needed Eddie Brock, you know. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I Ghostbusters was a lot more fun and like I remember sitting in the theater with you I was cracking up like legitimately not just being like oh I want this movie to be good it's like I like this movie and going back and watching the original I love the original too um, the original has problems this one has problems it's movies about people catching ghosts and you have comedians saying funny things and you happen to have Thor being awesome and almost stealing the movie away from everybody yeah like I would I, f- I couldn't believe how funny Chris Hemsworth was in that movie yeah. like it just I, like because I've probably never seen him in a, a comedic role like I don't know yeah so that was my biggest surprise in terms of how much I enjoyed it I'm also not surprised at the, the, the fact that the world decided to take a shit on it and and cause this to never go forward with the sequel yeah but I just I I don't know I'm not surprised by that but I'm surprised that I like the movie as much as I do. Well, I don't want to give up on Ghostbusters yet because I feel like it's going to gain steam over the years and be like that. Because there's tons of movies out there where you're just like, why didn't you like this in the theater? And then, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it's like it gets this cult following. Well, I'm hoping that happens with Dread because it's starting to drum up more and more right. talk as it goes on. God, I love Dread. Yeah. It's such a good movie. Anyway. Um, so, uh, all right, what do we got next for 2016? I, well, I just have just this, this a separate question. I know we talked about our favorite superhero yeah. stuff. Is there like is there the best movie you've seen? Not like your favorite movie. Is there something else that you saw? Um, so, it, like for me, I'll give you my my two I have right now. That's tied. I recently watched The Witch, that was like um, set in like the was it 1600s. It was like about a family that moved away from a colony in early colonial America, and then they're getting tormented. But they, it could be witchcraft. It could just be bad luck. And it's it's really good. Like it was because uh, they're also speaking kind of like that that middle English going into modern English. So I had to turn on the, the subtitles to understand what the heck they're even saying. <laughs> but it's like good because it's like you have this dad who didn't like the way things were being led in the colony and said that they're like that was kind of like like it was just kind of like garbage in terms of like. I don't know the way that the religious persecution was going on and he's trying to make it on his own. Now here's a guy that he's at his wits end because all the shit keeps happening and he is like, is it cause we're cursed? Is there something going on? And it's like, it's really good. And there's a couple moments. There's a, there's a couple good freak out moments in it too, that it was a solid horror movie, like a grown up horror movie. Like, so I, I dug it. Um, and then the movie green room, that's the one I think I've talked to you about before that, it has uh, Ant, uh, Yeltsin. What's his name? Uh, Anton Anton Yeltsin. Anton, oh, and the guy, the yeah. guy that died. Yeah, another person that died in 2016. Yeah, and but it also has Patrick Stewart in it too. So it was a weird, like, wait. So so yeah. you had Picard and Chekhov. Yeah, and it's a, and and, and Ali Schwashkat was in it too. Uh, maybe from the rest of the development. Okay, and it's about this like this punk band. They get uh, booked to this this club like as a last minute gig, and it turns out to be a white supremacist like like Nazi club, and they see something they shouldn't. And the whole place goes on lockdown, and basically, like the it's just them versus like Nazis, hmm. and it is messed up. Like it is brutal. It's a really good movie. Wow. Yeah. So um, I think my favorite uh, one of the movies that really stood out to me I saw was uh, it was Shane Black's The Nice Guys. Oh yeah, with, everyone's uh, talking about that now. Ryan, didn't do well. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. Ryan, time. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it in the theater. I, I saw it when it came out. But Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, probably one of the best Russell Crowe. Uh, performances I've seen. It's set in the 70s. Um, Russell Crowe's kind of like this 
I don't know. I want to say bounty hunter, but he's not really a bounty hunter. He's kind of like just like a, like almost like Deadpool's character in the beginning of Deadpool, where you just pay him money, he goes beats and beats people up. So it was kind of pizza. yeah, it was kind of like fun to watch Russell Crowe just be a bully when they always make jokes about Russell Crowe being a bully. So I thought that was fun. Um, and then you had uh, Ryan Gosling who played like a like a private eye who had a very bad drinking problem. Um, and it was very humorous, very Shane Black. If you've ever seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, it, you'll love this one. It also reminded me a lot of, um, uh, oh God, what's that De Palma movie? Um, L.A. Confidential. Okay. Uh, I loved L.A. Confidential. Um, Russell Crowe's in that too, oddly, oddly enough. But uh, it, it was very noir. Like it, it, it was noir with humor uh, because it's basically a, a whodunit. It's a, it's a murder mystery. And I love murder mystery movies that make you run around on like a path, and you just get to watch these characters go through stuff. Like um, I can't remember who plays uh, uh, the one bad guy. Like there's this part where uh, they're going up to investigate something where they kind of put parts of the uh, the clues together, and they go up this elevator, and as soon as they they the elevator opens, they hear like these silencer gunshots and they see some guy walking down the hallway with like, you know, he's bleeding on the wall and they just kind of poke their heads out the door and then they like go back in and they just <laughs> hit the button and they go back down and it's like, yep, we're just going to let whatever's going on up there go That's on. Funny. So I want to see this. I just have not had a chance to see it yet. It was, it was real. I really enjoyed it. Um, there's a lot of good quips and stuff like that. Ryan Gosling's hilarious in it too. Uh, but yeah, that was, and I kind of, that was on my radar and then like, it's one of those movies where I'm just like, I'll get to it when I get to it, but I never get to it, but I actually got to it and I was really happy. Good, good. So, so um, all right, I'll go from, we'll go from uh, movies to TV. Because uh, I feel like the video game discussion is going to be real, real short. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll just zip right. But, you know, it. you know, this is video games right now. Hey Joe, what's your favorite game of the yeah, year? Yeah, right. Oh, my favorite game of the year was Overwatch. Oh, it's funny. That's yeah. mine too. We've never talked about Overwatch on the show before. Um, no, I'm, 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 uh, I'm like, <laughs> seriously started thinking about it. Um, yeah, no, like Overwatch, like that. It was surprising, and it's not too surprising. Like I. I, I, it's funny. I see a lot of communities that don't like Overwatch because they feel like it's such a huge ripoff of uh, Team Fortress. Team Fortress, which I mean, it is, but but then you have like a richer like his uh, richer um, story of characters. Well, like, why didn't Valve put out Team Fortress for console then? You know, and I would have been well, all about it. That probably would have been that probably would have helped its 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 case as well. But like, I feel like you know, not to say that the you know the spy and the mechanic and the medic and and you know all these different people in the the team fortress uh world aren't that interesting i mean i've seen funny things and videos and comics with them but um like i like i find it so much more interesting to have these overwatch characters and as they release more characters it's like you know you're excited to find out who comes out next and what their relation is to the other characters and yeah. it's it's world building and and i mean y you you have a game that was successful I mean, say what you want about Blizzard. Yes, they do rip off a lot of other stuff, but they make it their own and they make it good. Well, I, I wouldn't use the word rip off. I, I wouldn't. Just think yeah, rip they, off. They're they're really good at like seeing like seeing what people like and say, you know, we could do that too. Like 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 not to get too off the path here, but like World of Warcraft is basically them looking at EverQuest saying we could do that better. Exactly. And then and then people go out and say, you know what, World of Warcraft, we could do you better. And so they go out and do something. And they're like, you know. We like that part of that system, and it just becomes like the self-feeding mm -hmm. where the game keeps getting polished because everybody comes up with these other ideas. They're like, right. hey, we could do that too, and they make it work. 
and they usually find their own spin on it and make it awesome. So yeah. for Overwatch, I've never been like a team-based shooter guy. Like I've never been. I know that a lot guy. of people that d don't like shooters. Like you're one of them, and yeah. they play Overwatch. I mean, there's something about it. It's it's fun. The characters are unique. You're not just like like I played Call of Duty a lot, and it's like you you pretty much use the same gun. Like y yes, there are different guns, and they have different stats, and you know maybe one hits harder and shoots faster or slower, or the stability's better. It's not like that in Overwatch. You know you've got different characters with different abilities, so it, it was fun. And then you know they're larger than life. Like you've you've got like a talking gorilla with an electric gun. Like yeah. and you know you've got a guy who's the Grim Reaper with that dual wields shotguns. Like I mean it's and just, then when he's done with the shotguns, he, he throws, them, throws away them away and pulls two more out of the shadow space in his trench coat. Yeah, how yeah. badass is that there's like, just there's there's how a, expensive is that if you're running around <laughs> pulling where the, the shotguns hit the cup from somewhere there's probably some gander mouth somebody somewhere being like god damn it like <laughs> they keep disappearing somebody needs to make a, a comic of reaper at a gun show with just like tables and tables and be like where'd you get all these and be like <laughs> yeah. pulls them out of his coat like it's a unique gun i signed it myself and he yeah. pulls out two more yeah and two more like, wait oh. a minute uh, but no. yeah i i mean and the in the overwatch it's funny i was like I was playing it yesterday with one of my friends and, and I was like, yeah, it's I'm glad they're putting more game modes in because when it launched, it was like, yeah, you move a play payload. Yeah, you, you take a point and it's pretty simple. But um, I don't know the complexity of like, you know, because like when we play like one of my friends are always what's a hard counter to this or what's a hard counter to that? Like each character can kind of counter another character. So it's yeah. like if you're having a hard time with this character, switch to that character and try to counter it. And so. when you say hard counter, I don't think that is necessarily a, a term that applies to Overwatch. There's like a couple different ways you can approach a different character. It isn't yeah. just like you have to have, oh, you got to have Genji versus uh, Bastion. That's it. Like you can, you, there, and that's, that's Blizzard's like, you know, like um, accessible by all, but then mastered by few. Like that's yeah. always their approach. And it's a beautiful game. Uh, I love that they do seasonal events. Like right now is their holiday event and every, and every level is covered in snow and presents. And all, like you go, even the back corners are still presents everywhere. It's yeah. like, they really, that's it's fun. They have different skins. It's like, you're always, they know how to scratch that itch and give you just enough to where you're like, I got to play another one. I got to play another one. And it's not quite the type of game where you would sit down and just be like, I'm going to dig through this story for a couple hours. It's a great game if you're like, I got 45 minutes before uh, dinner's ready or something like that. Yeah. So. And it, it knocked out my favorite game going into that, Rocket League. I haven't even really played Rocket League since Overwatch yeah, came out. Yeah, that's true. Rocket League uh, definitely was a hot game of 2016. But yeah, yep. I think Overwatch with its, over, you know, you know, overall what it has to offer. Yep. So. so I didn't even have any other like disappointing games because I've only played a handful of games this year. So I'm just like, oh, you know. I haven't played a lot either. Yeah. So, so uh, TV, we'll move on to TV. Uh, best new show. I mean, I was going to say Stranger Things because, I mean, I feel like that's an honorable mention, but like Stranger, everyone loves Stranger Things. That was going to be know, my streaming one to pick for that. Yeah, that's like things. going into a, like, a, like a group of like eight-year-olds and be like, what's your favorite food? Pizza, 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 <laughs> pizza, pizza, pizza. Okay, like I understand you're eight, your palate hasn't changed, but um, no, my favorite uh, favorite new show was uh, The Good Place. <laughs> Mine too. Uh, that, that um, I, I, I can't remember... I remember when we did the the TV episode of the new TV, and I remember I was like reading off all the TV episode new TV shows, and I was just like, "Sounds stupid. That sounds stupid." And then I got to that, and I'm like, "Huh." I'm like, "Well, if Parks and Rec had their hands in it, and, and Michael Shear was working on this, I'm like, it's probably worth checking out." I'm like, 
the concept of it doesn't sound like super interesting, but I'll give it a shot. I think like after the third episode, I was just like, I just love the concept of the show and just the characters made it so much more interesting. And uh, like, it actually has a really morbid concept because it it, is. it's you die and you go to basically the good place or the bad place. So whatever. But there's a point system attached to this, like of all these things where it's like if you uh, like there's a bit where Ted Dance's character, he's basically he's the architect of the good place and he shows you. There's different times we see screens yeah. to show point values. Like, like if you're a Yankees fan, that's negative points. Like you could. Did tell, you see the Browns one though? No, I didn't. That was the one that I picked up on because they showed a uh, loyal to the Cleveland Browns, and it was like plus like a ton of points. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. And I'm like, yep. There's so a good it's like Browns you could be a complete jerk, but if there's a lot of other stuff yeah. around that you could eke out and become like go to the good place. Yeah. And then the main character is Kristen Bell's character who ends up there accidentally. Um, because she has the same name as somebody that was supposed to be there and it kind of starts spiraling out from there because it's like if there's a mistake at the good place then is it perfect right and And that's where i think it starts to explore because like with her character being there that's the fun of the show i think is it's like a clerical error and something that's supposed to be perfect and then like she's there and she doesn't know how to tell anybody and she tells one person and the person that she tells is like her soulmate that they get assigned because it's like, oh, your soulmate's here in the yeah. good place. Like, <laughs> you know, so they meet up and like immediately she's just like, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't betray me or you're my soulmate. And he's just like, yep, yep. She's OK. I tell you, I'm not supposed to be here. And it's just so <laughs> funny because he's like, wait, what? And it's just like the rest of the episodes are the two of them just like in shenanigans. It's it's pretty good. And it's it's a compelling story. There's cliffhangers in it. Um, it's just it's. A show about eternity and about like like quote like basically heaven. Did you think it could be that like like gut bustingly funny? And it and it is. Yeah. And it's and it's the same vein as like um like uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine and Parks and Rec, where I was going to say The Office, but The Office is more awkward humor. But these other ones are more like there's no villain characters really. Like The Good Place is starting to show people from the bad place, but the main ensemble there's no like bad people like you 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 want to like all of them just like on brooklyn 99 like you want to like all of them yeah like, like there's no ill will right even if they're jerks to each other a little bit it's not like like a parks and rec like ron swanson's kind of an asshole but he's he, like he's still if he if he's, he's loyal ron. though he's yeah. loyal you know and he does the right thing yeah but he's still kind of an asshole you know so but if you've not seen the good place please check it out like the first six or seven episodes are out there it is like it is my favorite thing right now, and it, like and there's an I'm AI super, construct. Oh, Jan, yeah. I love Janet. Janet's Janet my cracks favorite character. Me up. Yeah, she's basically a living version of Google. Yes, and some of the stuff that she inadvertently has happened to her because of it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I was. Anyway. Yeah, I want to talk about it. But I don't want to ruin it. Anyway, yeah. um, last thing I do want to mention is probably my favorite comic of 2016 um, was uh, the mashup they did of Spider-Man and Deadpool. Like they kind of gave them their own book where okay. the two of them constantly work together, and I think everybody knows how much we love Spider-Man and uh, uh, the the humor of those two characters mend well together. It, but it's funny because Spider-Man is so much more of a lighter humor and Deadpool so much darker. You know, like Spider-Man will still make quips and make fun of people, but Deadpool will also do that. But then Deadpool will do things where like he'll rob a, um, a, a jewelry store for Christmas for kids and it's like that's totally that's totally not something Spider-Man would do but like he gets the diamonds like Robin Hood and he goes and donates them and it's just it's kind of like you're just like oh god and it's so funny watching Spider-Man try to be the straight man for a change where he's just like what are you doing you're crazy why you know um there's a, there's a lot of good uh issues in that series and run um there's one where they go on a date 
and uh, it's probably my fa- one of my favorite comics I've ever read. I'll have to read that. You got the oh, it's, it's, it's so, so good. Um, like they go on a double date. Like like uh, Deadpool hooks him up with uh, with somebody, and then like when you find out who Deadpool's date is and how he gets her there is so funny. It's funny. So all right, so yeah, that's our our favorite stuff like uh, of the of the year. Let us know what your guys' favorites are. Hit us up on our Facebook page uh, or invasionthepodcast.com uh, or Twitter. Or you just want to write us a letter, I'll give you my physical address. I am me. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Just give us some feedback. It'd be great. So, all right. Enough about that. Um, I We got some other stuff to burn through here real quick, as in probably another 45 minutes. Um, I had some questions for Joe I asked last year. We're going to see how he did. Oh, okay. Joe Stradamus. And then, um, then I got some questions for this year. So, for 2016, I asked you, which film will get a better critical reception, Deadpool or Batman versus Superman? Your answer was you didn't really give an answer. You're just kind of like, well, maybe, but also Deadpool has swearing in it, so you didn't really give me an answer. Answer is uh, Batman vs Superman Rotten Tomatoes rating twenty eight percent. Deadpool eighty four percent. Yeah. So not only was it liked, it was liked really well. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which why. which will get better reviews, Suicide Squad or Batman vs Superman? You said uh, Batman vs Superman just because you think uh, you said at that time Suicide Squad has a Fantastic Four feel to it. Like you're like I don't know about this movie. Ah, uh, Batman vs Superman, twenty eight percent. Suicide Squad, twenty six percent. Oh, two percent. Right? Really? That yeah. got twenty six percent. I would think it was at least in the sixties. Right. That wasn't that, that surprised bad. me. Yeah. Um, which will be the better video game movie, Assassin's Creed or Warcraft? Joe's answer was Warcraft. And then I asked, would either be the good video game film? And you said, neither will be the good, the good video game film. Rotten Tomatoes score Warcraft 28%, Assassin's Creed 19%. That thing is just getting murderized at the theater right now. Yeah. No one gives a shit about that movie. No, they don't. I... Like, everyone says it's a mess. Everyone's like, it's just like a dark, serious mess. And it's just, so it sounds like Batman <laughs> Superman. Yeah. Um, all right. I asked you, and this one took me a little while to put together. Do you think The Force Awakens will finish in the top 10 gross of 2016? You said yes. Um, I feel like Bory Povich right now. It's like, the line <laughs> the extra question. So I tried using Box Office Mojo to try to find the worldwide gross. I couldn't parse it out for 2016, but I could for the domestic. Mm-hmm. So domestic speaking, um, uh, Force, Awakens, Force Awakens closed in 2016 with 194 million, right? That places it... Uh, between so I'll give you I'll give you the, the 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 as we go here number one through when we get to Force Awakens, Finding Dory in the U.S. eight forty uh, four eighty six million Civil War four hundred eight million Secret Life of Pets uh, three hundred sixty eight million that movie's not good by the way yeah um, I saw it Jungle Book three hundred sixty four million heard that's pretty good um, Deadpool three hundred sixty three million so that was the number five movie in the U.S. Zootopia three hundred forty one million by the way that's one two three, four movies on the top six that are Disney uh, owned. Seven is Rogue One currently, 340 million. Number eight, Batman vs. Superman, 330. Suicide Squad, 325. Doctor Strange, 229. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, 217. Force Awakens would have been the 12th like uh, highest grossing movie of 2016 um, with the 194 million. 12th. Yeah, but the movie came out in 2015. 2016. No, 2015, you're right. I'm saying, like, I asked you... Would it how would it finish in the top ten for this year? Oh. Because it came out in December of twenty fifteen. Yeah, and I, it ran. I was it ran counting, until June second. See, I didn't. I didn't. When you said that, I wasn't counting the the start the the 
I didn't think that the the, the counter started on the first of January. I was figuring the gross of. Oh, I was movie. asking you from January first to no, whenever. Yeah, because it, 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 it tapered off. But still, it was the twelfth highest grossing movie technically of uh, in U.S. twenty sixteen. That's ridiculous. And then Moana is uh, right now number twelve. So wait a minute, what is not a Disney movie on that? Batman um, vs Superman, Secret and Life Suicide of Pets, Squad? Secret Life of Pets, Deadpool, um, Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad, and Fantastic Beasts. So the rest of them are all Disney. Huh. They, they had a really good year this year. Um, all right, I asked you which would perform better, Rogue One or Star Trek Beyond. Your answer was Rogue One by a lot. You are right. So that I didn't even look up Star Trek Beyond. Um, so questions for 2017. Here, I'll just do a spoilers because you're going to ruin the year for us. Do you know why they are called spoilers? Worst year ever. <laughs> worst year ever. ever that's spoilers. Everyone's going to die. Just so yes. that's not that's not a threat. It's just a promise. <laughs> Chuck Norris is going to die in 2017. No. You heard it for no. How could you 2017? 17. Yeah. Um, all right. Will Alien Covenant kill the possibility of Alien Five depending upon its success? Yes, depending on upon its success. Like, yes, if it's successful, we'll get Alien Five. If it's not, they'll scrap it. Okay, because I already feel like Blowcamp is already struggling to get that going. I, I worry that if Alien Covenant does so well, they might be like, "Screw it, we're just going to make another sequel to this and not even Alien 5. They might, yeah. depending on the money that gets thrown at it, because Terminator has that same problem. Yeah, it was on the bubble, and then yeah. So, uh, will Warner Brothers write the ship uh, with Wonder Woman and Justice League? write the ship as in like the 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 first two yeah Batman vs superman and suicide squad they've not been so good with their connected universe will they get will they get back on track i don't think they will okay uh does not think they will <laughs> i think run i think wonder woman will be good but i don't think i don't think they'll be good enough to get it where they want it to be okay that's fair um, all right, so video game uh, questions for you here. Will the Nintendo Switch make it a three-console conversation again? No. <laughs> no. The reason that we'll never have that is because Nintendo's not going to uh, open up to third-party developers the way that Sony and Microsoft have been for years. Uh, do you think the mini NES will be uh, better received than the Nintendo Switch? Yeah. Okay. That. that yeah. Um, I mean, that's right. kind of already. I know. I was just making a joke. Um, will Destiny Two actually have a story? Yeah, you I think, think it, okay. I think it will. I think it'll piss a lot of people off. Not the story, but I think I know that they're going to be scrapping Destiny One characters, and they're actually they. I think they can. I don't know if they confirm, but I've read that they're saying Destiny Two is going to be its own game. And it's going to start over in that same universe. Oh, okay. As long as Nathan Fillion hangs out there, that's fine. Yeah, like that's one of the like it's funny because uh, what did they just have released? The Dawning for Christmas. It was like a a, a couple of they retinkered a couple of uh, strikes, and they put him and Gina Torres in a couple of like uh, strikes, like audio clips. Like they recorded new stuff, and it's just so fun to listen to him like, <laughs> banter with with her. And I'm just like, oh boy, it's Mal and Zoe just kind of fighting. Yeah. Um, all right, so in the last question here, uh, how long do you think it'll take Paul to finish Red Dead Redemption 2? It took, me, uh, it took me six years to finish the first one. I don't think it'll take you that long. It'll come out in the fall. I think you'll be done with it by at least, I want to say before the beginning of the spring. So I put down 2019. I'm going <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna to get on you about it because when I get that game, I'm going to be like, come on, we got to go. We got to go rob stage coaches. <laughs> For money to go buy Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2. Yeah. All right, so... Okay, that's it for my questions. Uh, and I don't know if you had any prediction questions for me. No. Uh, okay. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's fine. So um, last year, uh, we did uh, 
we did a, a, a moratorium on things we lost. And I figured, you know what? You know, screw all that. This year, everybody's been griping about. We talked about this earlier about, oh, 2016, this and this and this. I decided to ask Joe what things we wish were left in 2016. Yeah. And we're just going to we're going to set the stage here. Things we left in 2016. In the arms of the so, I'll did, did you want to start? I I, I can yeah, start. Yeah, I can. Okay. Do you I Okay. All right, I'm going to save my best one for last. All right. So, I I in 2016 um I kind of wish that they would have just stopped making Call of Duty games. I feel like uh that game's run its franchise and they just get progressively worse but they make money, but it's just stop. Yep. We, 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 we wish that was, that was gone. We seriously wish it was In gone. The arms of the um, I'm, I am sad that there's still three more Transformers movies coming. Oh, that was one of mine too. Actually. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll say that's one of yours then. <laughs> In the All right. I won't do that every time. Um, <laughs> Another one I'm sad about, The Big Bang Theory still exists. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, there's so many shows when I see something, something's uh, like like a commercial for it. I'm like, is that still on? I'm like, Bang, Big Bang Theory still making money? Yeah, I, it's it's still on, and I don't know why um, it is still making... People like it. I don't know why people like it, other than referencing something is not the same thing as a joke. You know, and I also feel like yeah. it, it just, that, that pisses me off. But whatever. Anyway, it's still around. That I, I wish it was gone. Um, I wish. I told you about how I didn't want to buy that flash shirt. <laughs> yeah. Like, I almost bought a flash shirt. I was just like, oh, I should get a flash shirt. And then, like, I went to buy it, and my fiance is like, that's the shirt that they wear on the Big Bang Theory. Oops. That, that was, they got some echo there. I didn't mean to get some echo. How did you? I pressed the wrong button. I was no. listening to but you. But she was like, that's the shirt that what's his name wears on Big Bang Theory. I'm like, oh, I got to put this back. Yeah. I'm like, and then it was funny because I saw another flash shirt somewhere, and I was like, "Is that flash shirt okay?" Like it was like a little <laughs> different red, and the lightning bolt was a little different. I'm like, "What about and, that one?" And like, the bazinga was a different font. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, all right. Uh, I'm also. I, I wish that in 2016 that um, Harambe jokes would go away. Like, because I don't understand I don't why they're funny. Get, I don't get it either. I don't understand. I saw somebody at the uh, the World Series with a Harambe jersey, and I was I, like, "Why? Why would you?" Make a jersey like that. No, I don't get that. So I don't get it because there's tons of... God, I feel like in the last like three years, it's become super popular to drop your kid into an animal pit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they should stop doing that. Like, um, yeah. Like, we had the, che- a cheetah pit the cheetah and, pit yeah. in Cleveland, and then you had Harambe, and then I don't know when it was, but I, there was somebody in, uh, I want to say Pittsburgh, uh, dropped their kid into a, 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 a wild... Steelers game? Yes, <laughs> no, a wild dog exhibit, an African wild dog exhibit, and then, uh, God, there was somewhere over in I think Russia too, where somebody dropped their kid into a pit and they had to kill the animal. Yeah, well, I mean that's what they do over there; they throw them into a bear pit, and if they survive, yeah, I don't think that was an accident. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, other things I'm I'm upset about that are still around. Uh, well, I just found out that Underworld is still a franchise. There's another one coming in oh, January, yeah. so that one I don't like that. Um, that's that. Underworld sucks. If you had told me 10 years ago, Paul, there's going to be a film franchise that's werewolves versus vampires, and they use guns, I'd be like, that sounds badass. And they'd be like, it's not badass. It's not good at all. Like, whatever. So and it's like and the, and it's like the werewolves have, have guns that shoot sun bullets. I'm like, that's cool. I like that. No. The shitty franchise. 
I'm a death dealer. What's that? You just kill people. Like, what do you, what do you just give them cigarettes and hope that they go away eventually? I don't know what that means. So anyway, there's still more of that coming. Um, challenges. I put that in quotes. I'm done with challenges. Like the oh, water bottle God. challenge the, and the, the cinema challenge has been around for a while, but I mean, like everything has, everything has to be a challenge now. Like, you know, I, I don't want like, that. I don't understand. Like you just do it. I don't understand who's judging these challenges. Where's the scoreboard? Do you right? remember the ice bucket challenge? Yeah. Like, where's there's a scoreboard for the challenge? Like, do you go somewhere online and you'd be like, oh, look, like, 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 uh, Kevin there is number one, and then Sean is number two, and it's just like, yeah, what did they do? You know, I, I liked someone posted a video saying the ultimate manica challenge, and it was just the very end of Titanic when the 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 boat's going through all the dead bodies, and like they flash the light over, <laughs> and it's everybody just frozen in place. It's like that's kind of funny. I that like is that. Pretty funny. But no, I'm done with challenges. We're done with that. I didn't. First time I saw the mannequin challenge, I didn't get it. I'm like. What are we doing? Everybody's just standing still. Yeah. Like, like, did you see the uh, the mannequin challenge they did for SNL for the commercial? No. I'll show you that one because I, I know Leslie Jones like breaks yeah, character. She breaks, breaks it up. she breaks it up and it's hilarious. I'm like, yes, I love Leslie Jones yeah. for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm done with challenges. I'm done with clickbait headlines. I'm done with Ugh. like you won't believe what's going to happen with this. Like I know that's been around, but it feels like every other headline. Yeah. When, when I'm scrolling through any news source. Half of them are like trying to get me to look at it, and I'm like, I, I just know that this is sponsored content, or that this isn't the story that you're going to tell me. Can I please just have news? Yeah. What like so. like when is clickbait going to die? So, yeah. my my last piece for uh, what I had wished had gone away in the uh, in 2016 is the the Cleveland Browns season. I wish that we had not got that last win. I feel like in it was. I feel like it was very, very mediocrity at its best. I disagree. I'm glad we got that win. <laughs> Here's why. One, screw that parade. We do not need to celebrate mediocrity in the city. What do you mean? What we don't the the Owen sixteen parade they're gonna have? Do you know you didn't know about that? No, they're gonna oh. have an Owen sixteen parade. Yeah, people were getting excited. Not the Browns, but people are gonna have one. So I'm glad that's not happening. The 2008 Detroit Lions can stay 0 and 16. We don't uh, need to be part of that club. I wanted to be part of that club. You know why? Because I don't know what else is going to turn the franchise around. I'm I pretty feel, sure a one in 15 season is no, going to help. I feel like a one. I feel somebody somewhere in that that administration is still going to be like, yeah, but we won one game. We turned it around. We got it together. Be like, no, you didn't turn anything well, around. Do you, do you know? Like, I know you don't follow sports that much, but what happened was when they won. Browns fans were more upset because that somehow then put the Niners in the first position for the draft pick, but then the Niners won later that day. So, so the Browns are still back in number one. Browns shouldn't even get a draft pick. That's like a death <laughs> sentence. I feel like oh, you want to talk about dog pound. It's well, like, it is like taking someone to a dog pound. What they do over they, in like Europe with the soccer leagues is the, their biggest league. Like whoever the losing team is, like they get knocked down to the league below it, and then they bring up the winner of that league into the major league. So the yeah. whole thing is like there is. There That's is a reason to keep like trying to perform well so that way you're knocked down to the you're not knocked down to the minors, you know. So it's like that's I don't know how you do it. So at what point would we be, would would the Browns be a peewee football team? <laughs> it would just it'd be like me playing like uh Tecmo football eventually. It's just like, oh I guess all right. Like yeah. I don't I don't I always tell people like I like the Browns and I, it doesn't sound like I do right now, but it's like I hate how you know, Cleveland is a huge football town. And I'm fine with that. I would I would love to be a huge football fan. But after years and years and years of the Browns being so terrible, it's like and I'm not even talking about the eighties when you, you kinda when we did have championship team that would go to the playoffs. I'm talking about like after they came back 
in what was it 99 mm-hmm. so like the past 17 years it's just been like a benny hill song over and over <laughs> again and my problem is it's like the fans the fans are just there and i understand there's a point of being loyal you can be a loyal fan it gets you to the good place without yeah it gets you to the good place <laughs> but you can be a loyal fan without getting anything fixed you know it's like the Cavs got their stuff together it was a lot of help from dan gilbert in a sense but still would people still be cheering for the ca- or for the Cavs if they were doing terrible? I mean, would you have this much love for the Cavs if they were terrible? But no, but the Browns get all kinds of love. I mean, there's people that don't even know anything that went on with the Indians, and they almost won the World Series. Yeah. And people don't care about the baseball team at all when they're doing good. They care. I think people care more about our football team that does terrible. I guess I'm just like a spiteful baseball fan. I don't know. Like I, I've watched Browns games that they won and I've brought and, and they've lost, and I've, been, I've enjoyed cheering for them when they win, and seeing them do good and you know get like forty yard passes and and things like that. But I, I just feel like you know God. Even when Drew Carey says stop wasting your money on the Browns, you know something is up. Yeah, that's fair. But so. either way, I like that the parade's not happening. That's like. We've won a championship this year. 2016, Cleveland removed the quote-unquote curse. I hate that right. phrase. We won a sports title. I was downtown. We talked about it. It was a good time. The Indians went to the World Series. Let's not like ironically celebrate failure anymore. We're I, done with that. That's Let's why just, I'm confused know. about 2016 because like I was talking, you know, to a couple people and I'm like, I had a great 2016. Like you know, I you know the the Cavs won a championship. The Indians went to the World Series. Uh, you know, I had a lot of stuff happen in my life that was really good. We, like, we drunkenly walked around Vegas together. Yeah, we yeah. drunkenly walked around Vegas. Paul got married. Like, you know, it's there's Joe a lot. Joe called security at, um, <laughs> for no the Venetian, and they but, almost showed up. But it's like, I have no, I don't have, like, these huge, terrible memories that everybody's, like, making it out. Like, the, like 2016 is the Imperial Empire. Well, uh, the, the electric cycle drug all the way through. And that that was some division there. By the way, Cleveland held itself up pretty well during the RNC. So good on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Like there was actually everyone around the world was like, "Hey, look at that! It didn't burn like everybody was expecting." It was actually a good experience for Cleveland. Well, God, what, um, was it during the uh, was it during the Cavs championship or the Indians championship? Oh, let me just say that again. Our football, or I'm saying, our <laughs> basketball and our baseball team went to the World Championships this year. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, who was it what, that that had that postcard that they put where it was like the Cuyahoga River was on fire and it was like welcome to Cleveland and they were making fun of the city? I, I, it was during. I want to say it was during. Um, was it during the Cavs game? I yeah, think? I think it was during because at that point, like everyone, it was just easy to pile on and whatever. They caught a lot of heat. Yeah, yeah and, I just remember that. But it's like, yeah, we we are the bunt of a lot of jokes for people. Yeah, and we're not happy about that. But it's like that's why we get that attitude where it's like Cleveland versus the world. And when we do something good, we're usually happy about it. And God, I feel like 2016 was a great year for this city. Yeah, it was. You know, but I'm just saying, I think that overall, with all with all the celebrity deaths, because that 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 personally affected me. Uh, and I, I'm being a bit of a jerk saying that, so you guys can tell me. You know, like there's things that I was sad about, and we talked about it. Prince being gone's a sad thing. Bowie being gone's a sad thing. You know, Carrie Fisher being gone's a sad thing. You know, like these are all sad, but it's like, you know. <laughs> It, it like for some reason everyone just like made that about themselves as opposed to just acknowledging what it was and then like so the election stuff which we're not going to get into but people were unhappy with how that turned out too so people feel like 2016 was a dumpster fire whenever yes there are things i was not happy about with the year 
but there's a lot of good things that we that happened that I enjoy that like everyone's gonna be like 2016 is a shitty year. I'm like, you mean the year that I got married? Like that makes I will always remember that, you yeah. know. And it's like whatever. So I know I'm eternalizing because the things I did, but it was a good year for me, you know. And got to do a podcast with you, and you know, like this has been a, like I this, this is our first full year podcast, isn't it? Um, because we yeah, started from, in from May wire of, to wire, May yeah. of 15, yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been a good year for podcasts. Um, anyway, so other things that I am I am sad about. In the arms <laughs> of the and I'm playing that mainly to make Joe laugh every single time. <laughs> I don't uh, just, out of cut. It's like just uh, we have a bunch of just uh, abused animals sitting with us. No, that's not that's not true. I told him I was like, <laughs> we got to get that sound bit from the the abused animals. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, things I'm 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 glad I'm, I'm not. I wish they were gone in 2016. Uh, Fuller House that does not need to belong anywhere. I don't three seasons though. What the heck? They got approved again. Yeah, again, nostalgia trumps quality. That's um, and then uh, also I'm gonna finish this out. My last thing. Space Jam could stay in 2016. <laughs> I know that movie's not 2016. My experience with it is, and you all are wrong. It is not a good movie. Your childhoods were terrible. That just that is not a good movie. I'm I'm totally gonna get you a Toon Squad jersey. <laughs> I almost I almost bought a five dollar copy of it for like a white elephant gift for uh, for our Christmas party because like one of my friends yeah, knows but she said about nobody this. would would think it was a white elephant gift. No, they'd you, be like, "Oh, this is great." And I'm like, "No, no," and I would have to throw it out the window and be like, "No, you can't have Space Jam." Um, all right, so uh, enough about that. Uh, just I'm gonna we're, we're done being sad. I'm just gonna ask Joe uh, off top of his head. Uh, if there's any bits from from this year of doing the show, because we like so this is our full year of doing invasion. Anything that comes to mind? I'll mention a couple. See if anything like uh, you know sparks your memory. Yeah. Um, chance to do our first live show at, at Odd Mall. Like the experience that, of doing a show live, that I think was, was worth it. That was a cool experience, and it's something I definitely want to do again. Uh, we talked about trying to find out how to get into. The panels at Wizard World. So cross your fingers. Hopefully we could sneak in there. Not sneak in there, but <laughs> ninja panel. Actually, that would be pretty cool if we just, <laughs> run, just run right hijacked in. it. Yeah. Be like, uh, no, like do something like that. Like I thought it was it was definitely unique. Um, I, I would do it again. I thought that was interesting. You know yeah. that we have that on our on our our resume. Um, our our interview with Night Mage. Uh, was yeah, awesome. that was that was actually really cool. Uh, he's a really cool guy. We still follow him on Facebook. Uh, I haven't talked to him. He but, doesn't sleep. He does not sleep. I, he, he somehow finds 36 hours in a day. He fights crime and then dresses up and then helps people. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. uh, I, I look forward to seeing him again at the next con. Uh, like he was, it was really cool meeting him and talking to him and then like seeing like, you know, everybody at the con. Uh, the Wizard World con was definitely memorable. Like doing that as a, just for personal, you know, fandom and for the show. You know, I enjoyed being there, you know, around that element. And, um, you know, hopefully I'll get like whatever, you know, my Taskmaster costume done in time so that I can go dress up and do the cosplay thing at the uh, the next one. Everyone's going to be like, oh, it's Skull Captain America. Look yeah. at that. Oh, anyway, it's Captain America if he was death. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's, it's, it's Captain Death. Is it a mashup? It's, it's, it's Captain Deadpool. Did, no, did um, I tell you about when I when I bought parts of the, the, the costume because I built the shield and I had to make straps for it? And I was buying these belts, and I bought like these cheap, like I think they were like five bucks each. But I was just gonna cut them up and use them for straps. And this uh, this lady at there, she's like, she's like, you know, this one's broken. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna cut it up because like they were they were discounted. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna cut it up. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm making a costume. She's like, oh, what are you making? And I was like, 
Captain America. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so you just you just lied to her because yeah, it's easier yes, than saying totally lied to her. Taskmaster, who is from the Marvel Universe and I, fought Captain America. I did not want to get into that conversation. Wow. So yeah, that's I, fine. I felt stupid, but at the same time, I was just like. <laughs> I'm I'm not about to either I'm not either I mean I'm not either about to endure a look or try to explain this to you. That's fair. I, I that's that's the best answer you could give. Yeah. I love it. Like what are you dressing up as? Um I don't know. I was gonna say like US agent. Like I don't know yeah. who else you'd tell her. Um so all right. Uh I yeah. So Wizard World was a good time for us, uh just in terms of meeting people and then just the experience of it. Um uh, also I'm gonna mention here uh the Wheel of Death, uh whenever Steve uh, picked out like of his six movies, I think. Well, Christian Mingle, that was a <laughs> terrible movie. Yeah, I a think fun, we, a fun bit to talk about. We though. had some good wheel of deaths this 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 year. We had God Hellraiser, Hellraiser Revelations. Yeah. Um, uh, I had to watch Ridiculous Six, the Adam Sandler film. Uh, uh, what was it? The other one, the other one, Jack and Jill. I think I watched this year. What else did we watch? That that stupid bird movie, Polly, that Joe didn't finish, but I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some uh, some fun Wheel of Death, and then also um, the Boneyard that uh, that Kevin Boneyard uh, wasn't bad. <laughs> I mean, it was it, compared to Hellraiser Revelations. It was like you know, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. But I think I think uh, Christian Mingle was my favorite one, just because it's like it's so confusing that it was a well produced movie, but still maddening at the same time. So yeah, I'm proud I didn't get drunk on an episode. <laughs> I got really, I, I got really close like a week ago. Yeah, I I've been a tipsy a little bit, but not nearly as uh, the first few months of doing the show. No, no like, shaving. Let's, let's just get drunk and podcast. No like, shaving no. jack o' lanterns. We're, like we're we professionals now. Yeah. Um, last thing I was just going to mention is uh, Kevin uh, for, uh, of the Wheel of Death of Radio Violenta uh, discovering the world of muscle figures during our wrestling show. <laughs> that yeah. is a favorite moment of mine. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like in the mid, we're doing this wrestling quiz. Mid quiz, he's like on, like 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 eBay, looking them up. Like these are amazing. <laughs> like, like you don't know muscle figures. Yeah, so that was enjoyable. So that that's just some uh, some bits I remember from the the past year that I liked. If you guys have things that you liked from the show, I mean, I know we put out like what like 51 of these or something. Uh, so I'm sure uh, like 10 of them are pretty good. So whatever there's bits that you like, let us know. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, I, I, so that's that's it for that. Oh, actually, you know what? There's one other one other bit. I'm going to play this. I actually cut this out. Joe, Joe doesn't know I did this. It is from our Star Trek panel. Uh, it is when Joe oh, spoke Klingon. That's very so, memorable. So too, I'm going to yeah. play that. I I, I I put it all together at the very end of the episode. So if you guys didn't hear it, because you might turn off because the music's playing. Here's Joe speaking Klingon. Kisathafas benathawal datulal paktual. Hegjulume Kakul Jajabam Chak Rad Takchev Koi Nak Dak J Takchev Koi Nak Dak J Kastavos Ramva Todahut Wa So Havada La suck Belnawa Pak da go norgal j ha soa Jagloa check j Bortisablor Jubluda re Kaku ne Lahavaja Dokhu eje vol 
You're getting better at this. Yeah, you are. I'm, I'm very impressed. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to bring up Joe speaking Klingon again, so I enjoyed that a great deal, because I know that was not his native language, and he was speaking Star Trek, not Star Wars. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I can't believe you put all that together. It does sound like I'm like trying to ask like foreigners where the bathroom is. <laughs> like so, I'm on vacation. Uh, so yeah, that was an enjoyable moment. So now we're gonna move on. Uh, we're gonna wrap up things with our with our uh, nerdy resolutions. And I didn't have a good sound for this. I just got another one that'll make Joe happy. You got the touch. You got the So you got the touch, you got the power of 2016, 2017. So our nerdy resolutions. Stan Bush always makes me happy. Yeah. Um, I challenged myself. Actually, we'll, we'll do we'll do Joe's first. So we'll see how well he did. One, um, read more DC. You said. Uh, I kind of did. We kind of read Flashpoint. I, well, not just that. I started picking up stuff from Rebirth. Like okay. I had Green Arrow, Green Lantern, and uh, Flash. So, um, so you've, yeah, and you're going to probably read more as we go on, too. So, and I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> well, excuse me. I haven't, I haven't been buying comics. So, um, all right. So, you also said you're going to play The Witcher, Witcher 3. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you fail. Uh, and then you also said play a good MMO, which technically you did for I like did get five back, minutes. I did get back into World of Warcraft. So, that should count. It should count. Yeah. You played Legion because that a was a good MMO. That was probably, wow, at one of its best points. Yeah. I'm still playing Legion. I, I enjoyed it a great deal. So, th- that was what you had. What I had for me it was a little bit more hardy. I said, uh, read more DC. So, technically, I read Flashpoint and some issues around <laughs> it. That's about as far as I got there. Uh, to finish Mass Effect 3 and Red Dead Redemption, and I did both of those. You did that. Um, get caught up on Doctor Who, which I can say officially as of yesterday. <laughs> um, I, aside from the newest Christmas special that just came out because it's not available. Uh, for free on Amazon Prime yet, um, which is the only thing they did for 2016 was the the new Christmas special. I've watched all of the current Doctor Who. We're talking from Eccleston up to all the way through Capaldi, and I'm caught up. And I just got to say, I even called back then. I, I wrote down, um, I, I figured Capaldi would be my favorite is what I said at the time. Yeah. I'm absolutely sticking by that. Capaldi is my favorite Doctor to the point where after finishing it yesterday, I was sitting there uh, watching TV. I looked at Mary. I was like, hey, if you still want to get me some Christmas presents, there's a, the 12th Doctor has a sonic screwdriver out there I don't have yet. So she ordered uh, his 12th, <laughs> the 12th Doctor Sonic. She ordered me a replacement for my Matt Smith one because it's broken. Oh, no. And then I even mentioned the War Doctor, so she's getting me the War Doctor's Sonic. Oh, nice. The yeah, John, John Hurts. Yeah, so so we'll cool. have four Sonics. So, like, for a show that I didn't give a shit about for like years, I, I remember now talking, have four Sonic screwdrivers. Yeah, and, yeah, I remember talking to you about it when we first started the podcast, and I was like, oh, you haven't watched Doctor Who? I'm like, Doctor Who's so good. Yeah, so <laughs> it's got A little Whovian. Yeah, I, I will say this further. Um, I think I like the standalone episodes Doctor Who better than the bigger mythology ones because mm-hmm. I feel like Stephen Moffat tries to show how clever he is as a showrunner and writer, and it gets really just like very hand waving of just like oh the Doctor figured this out because he ran backwards three times and then and then hugged somebody. It's like I, I don't like that kind of Doctor Who. I like the creature of the week stuff. I like the more fun adventure things as opposed to the big moments that seem to always follow the very end of the seasons. Um, so, but Capaldi is amazing. And if you guys, 
I don't know what to do to get you into watching Doctor Who, but the production value goes up and up and up as you go through the Doctors. Yeah. Like, Eccleston looks like it's like a back lot with some cardboard boxes. I'm sorry, but that's what it looks like. Yeah, it does. And then Tenet, the first half, is a little really weak. And then the moment you hit Matt Smith, the budget just goes up. I don't know what happened. I think it's. I think uh, Matt Smith was the first, like... Let's get this out in America as fast as we can. Yeah. Versus like like the Eccleston Tenet seasons were like like they were picked up after the fact on Sci Fi Channel. Yeah. They weren't like like they weren't like pushed out to America like BBC pushes them out now. Yeah, that's true. So, so I feel like I can go back now once I take a breather because I just watched a lot of Doctor Who. I feel like I can go back now and appreciate pulling out individual episodes from each of the Doctor's runs and enjoying it. But Capaldi is amazing. He is sarcastic. And not mean. I mean, he's kind of mean, but he's sarcastic and just kind of cold. And it's just like I like. And he's just he's very like his quips are very different from everybody else's. Where he just says things that annoy him in passing, and I love it. You know, so yeah, I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I'm caught up because that was a lot of television. Um, I also said I would watch classic films. I put that in quotes. I don't know what I really meant by that. Um, I finally watched The Godfather for the first time ever yesterday. Yeah, it was good. I feel like maybe it's a little ruined for me because everybody, every other mob movie after that wanted to be the Godfather. Mm-hmm. So I feel like to me, like Casino is still like my favorite of all that type of stuff. But the Godfather's good. Going talking about like losing stars and everything and being sad about people going away. Seeing such a young Al Pacino, like before he started doing his Al Pacino, like and every single thing he did, he's really good. But mm-hmm. he's like he's like he looks like he's twelve years old. Yeah. And then seeing um, James Caan, like I want to view his character in that being like the prequel to Elf. I was, he's just an angry, <laughs> angry mob family guy. And then he, he quote unquote got shot up in the movie, but maybe he just went off to become a book publisher in New York and just never had a good Christmas. Yeah, that was his uh, that was his um, witness protection. Yeah. <laughs> so that no, was good. It was really good. Um, but <clears throat> it's just like maybe maybe because I watched it so late and also because there's so much that came after it, maybe the impact isn't hitting me right now. But everyone tells me Godfather 2 is so much better. That's what I've heard, yeah. Okay, so I'll get to that eventually. And then the last thing I was going to say for the year was First Blood, the first Rambo movie. I said in January of this year that I would watch it. Tomorrow's the 31st. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I did not get a chance to get to it. Um, so that I will, I will have rounded out my year pretty well for my resolutions. So um, I'm just going to ask you right now, and I know Joe is hesitant, what is you said to me that for 2017 you wanted to get caught up on your Star Wars cartoons? Meaning, yeah. um, uh, Clone, Clone Wars and Rebels. Okay, like I've gotten through half of Clone Wars and I just started Rebels, so I just want to get that because more of that stuff's like canon now than anything to try to get, uh, you know, that under my belt. Cause especially after watching Rogue One, because um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Rebels Easter eggs in Rogue One. Okay. So, you know, I kind of wanted to pick up on that. And after watching Rebels for a little while, like, I, I think it's cooler now. I was like, oh, that's cool. They actually put the ghost in Rogue One where you see the ship, like, three times in the movie. Oh, okay. So hmm. a cartoon spaceship is in a, a live-action movie now. And the cartoon characters in a live-action movie with Saw Gerrera, right? With like, Saw Gerrera, And then, yeah. you know, they mention Hera, who's the captain of the ghost, uh, over the overspeaker. And then uh, Chopper, who's the... Um, or astromech unit that they have he's in the background in one of the shots like you see him moving around that's cool all right so for me uh i'm going to put out two more games that i need to finish this year and this isn't because of like importance i guess it's just more like i have these sitting one is alien isolation want to finish that before covenant comes out because i figured that'd be a good appropriate game to finish 
uh, and that game terrified me, so I need to finish <clears> it. And the other one is this: the Order eighteen sixty six because uh, or eighteen eighty six, whatever it is, because I own it. I put it in. It loaded, and the first like the first ten minutes is like a cutscene. I took a nap and I didn't get back to it. So, <laughs> like, I just want to I just want to finish that. I started playing The Last Guardian. That game is awesome. I will finish it first. Um, and just real quick about Last Guardian, the animal in that game, it's going to break my heart if something happens to it because it's this huge bird dog type thing. And Joe, I'll have to show it to you later. The thing just stares at you while you're like figuring out what you're going to do next. And it does the head cock like a dog. It will just like sit there and look at you and just slowly turn its head, like try to figure out what you're doing. And its ears move independently. So it looks like a dog just staring at you and being like, are we going now? Like, what are you doing? And then it'll act very dog-like. It's like, there's a puddle of water. It's just going to go roll around in it for a minute. It's like, it's so like, it doesn't feel like a computer construct and it's going to break my heart if something happens to bird dog or whatever, dog bird or whatever, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah anyway, I'm going to finish these two games. And I'm going to call it right now. This is our big announcement. Um, I don't have a big announcement button here. A robot. It's not really a robot. Um, 2017, we're going to call it the year of the Western. Coming up. We're going to watch Westerns this year. Uh, and I think we're going to do like a, we're going to follow up like once a month with what Westerns we've watched. I'm going to call out uh, Mr. Uh, Kevin Hornsby of Radio Violenta. I need your list of Westerns. I'm going to be watching some weird shit. But I, I feel like Westerns are a blind spot for me. And I want to do a Western podcast, like talk about Westerns because I think they're cool. But I started I watching Quick and the Dead the other day. I've seen it before, but I rewatched it. Quick and Dead's awesome. I started rewatching it. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I like I watched Django this year for the first time, the original Django, you know. But I haven't actually watched much else, so I want to, you know, maybe even. Did you watch Bone, Tom- Bone Tomahawk? I did. Bone Tomahawk was really good. See, I feel like I should watch that. So I feel like there's going to be this could be the year of the Western. Um, stay tuned. If there's westerns to recommend, I will gladly watch them. So that's going to do it. Uh, for for us wrapping up 2016, um, it was a good year for us. We had fun. Yeah, I love 2016. Yeah, it's it's um, I don't know. I mean, it's another year. We had fun. So anyway, have a safe New Year's. Uh, we're gonna go off and watch some wrestling right now. We're gonna go watch a local wrestling show. Where's it at? It's um, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. It's okay. uh, it's uh, absolutely intense wrestling. AIW. That's their it's their month event for December called the Jelly of the Month Club because everyone has a different. Like, um, what they, was it for Halloween? That season of the witch uh, is the name of their event. So jelly of them. Are they all jealous? Yeah. They're all just so jelly of each other. Jelly. Uh, we're going to go see dudes, touch other dudes and throw dudes around <clears throat> in a gymnasium. I don't know, but anyway, it's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, anyway, have, have a safe new year's and let us know what, if you guys like pick something, commit to something that you haven't watched yet. Like if you've not watched Battlestar, watch Battlestar Galactica, the new one, not the old one, watch the new one. Um, or I, you know, I don't know something, just challenge yourself, something that you've been blind to that you want to check out. Like uh, Joe loves the OA. Maybe watch that. Stop. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's not nice. Yeah. Watch the OA and tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, uh, we'll see you in 2017.